Hey, welcome to Dot Grid, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital. Uh, my name is Will Fangy, and I am joined, as I always am, by my host on the West Coast, Mr. Andy Wellfley. Andy, I think we should just say ahead, uh, say ahead of time up front, we're really sorry we haven't talked to everybody in a long time. Definitely. May a couple, def- definitely. But um, I, I firmly maintain that it's all your fault. It is. It's because I'm irresponsible and not very good at any of my jobs. And uh, I, I definitely, I've just been sitting around on Skype waiting for you to show up. Waiting for my call. It's a thing that you do on a regular basis. It actually is kind of creepy, but I've, <laughs> uh, I've gotten used to uh, just showing up on my computer and having your 13 missed calls sitting on my just, desktop. Just being right there. It's okay, man. No, it's fun. Uh, no, we've, we've, um, I've been traveling and it's been kind of the end of the school year for Will. Um, I mean, honestly, very a very similar thing's been going on at Erasable, so it's not it's not a dot grid fault. It's just a weird time of year, I think. Yeah, it's one of those things where Facebook is sending you off to this conference in that city, and you get to go hang out with a bunch of content strategists and people that think they know what content strategy is for a while. Lamont <coughs> and. Um, <laughs> And I have been in the process of closing up and cleaning shop at uh, at my job, or I guess as of about noon today, I can say my former job because I am now uh, I'm now self employed or wife employed. I guess is how we'll go with that because I'm doing uh, some more work for my wife's businesses and things around here. Uh, and then you obviously spent that week in Minnesota, and you spent what felt like forever, but I guess it was only three or four days in New York. Which mm. is, and I love starting the show with uh, super fancy segues. You know so how I am. About it. You're so good at I'm it. so good at segues. You spent some time in New York, and while you were in New York, you happened to spend uh, a couple of minutes with our guest today. Uh, we are joined by one of the co founders and the CEO of Baron Fig, Mr. Joey Cafone. Joey, how are things? What's going on, gentlemen? Woo-hoo. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, it was awesome am, to meet you. Yeah, it was, it was a super cool time. You know, when you meet someone, after talking to them on Twitter forever, it's like you never know what to expect, and it's it never goes the way you think it does. <laughs> Be Dude, honest, is Andy creepy? Uh, Andy's creepy. Oh, oh, he's super creepy and so super creepy. tall. I just I just don't know what to do. I I met him and I was like, I need to leave. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, his his profile pictures do not look six two. I it's so weird how that is because for a while I had on my Twitter pro, uh, bio I had taller in real life and. I would meet people and they would be like, you are taller in real life. Um, I have no idea why. Um, I, I will mention that I am not taller than Harry Marks. So he is one tall man. And the streak of Harry Marks mentions in the podcast continues. Oh, yeah. continues. Uh, we are now on episode nine. Uh, <laughs> and we have mentioned Harry, I believe, in every episode up to and including the episode that he was a guest on. Um, yeah. Speaking of segues, show notes are at nerduprising.co slash dot grid slash nine. Nine is in the number that comes before ten. Uh, you know, I'm going to register like a vanity URL for dot grid at some point, like some really funny short thing. That, that we do? To yeah. Can you end it in like dot ninja? Oh, yeah, dot expert. I hear those TLDs are <laughs> super inexpensive now. Um, oh, yeah. What's going on with that, actually? Are they, are they ready to go? Like dot all those dot oh, xyz yeah. dot pizza. There's a yeah. bunch of them out there already. There's dot coffee, which is pretty great. There's dot uh, dot notebooks. Dot notebook. Oh, good question. Got to check that out. Uh, no, dot, I, I want notebook dot notebook. Heck yeah. There's. Dot I just want to buy all the redundant URLs. <laughs> ninja dot ninja. Yeah, just like just just double everything. Whiskey's out there. That's pretty good. Dot whiskey. Um, dot um, bike is out there. So they they have the hipster crowd kind of. Kind of say yeah, unlock coffee, whiskey, 
bike. <laughs> Coffee whiskey bike, they cover it. Um, yeah. Have you spoken to your uh, barista friend that lives on the roof or whatever in a while, Andy? Um, I have not. They actually moved that coffee shop off the roof inside because it was just too windy for them up there. Eventually, they're going to get a more permanent structure. I um, I can't remember if we talked about this, Joey, but but I I discovered that I can utter the most hipster sentence ever conceived, which is the barista, <laughs> the barista in the coffee shop on my roof recognized me from my pencil podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so getting getting back to it, um, Joey is the uh, co-founder of Baron Fig, which I'm pretty sure everybody here knows uh, what Baron Fig is, but it is a um, series of really, really well-designed, good-quality notebooks. Uh, they started off with the Confidant, which is a um, A5-ish size notebook, um, and actually the exact dimensions of the uh, iPad Mini, which uh, I want to hear Joey kind of talk about a little bit, but... Um, also of, of the Apprentice, which is a little pocket-sized notebook, um, and um, it's they're super great um, analog products. We've talked about them a lot on Erasable, and in fact, you guys should come on Erasable too to talk about your notebooks. But um, uh, he's a good fit for this podcast because just today, as we recorded, um, they made the uh, the leap into the digital world too with a new app that hit the store. So, Joey, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. We did make the leap. The, the incredible leap into digital. And uh, today was so anticlimactic. <laughs> you know, we've been thinking about, we, this was part of the plan from the beginning. So I've been doing this for two years now. So when yeah. I quit my job and we launched a year ago with the notebooks and it was planned like year two would be the digital app and we'd kind of like fuse these two things together. And I have been so patient I have never waited two years for anything. <laughs> I mean, except maybe like, you know, to drink or, you know, to get my license or something. But this was like something I'd forced upon myself. And it's, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. It's been like torture almost, but good in a great way. And uh, yeah, so we released this app today and I have no idea how many downloads there are. I have no idea if anyone is, is using it besides the comments on Twitter because... The, the 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 analytics don't update for like forty eight hours or something. Uh, I mean, I'm new. I'm new to this. Yeah, you know, I'm coming from the analog world where, at least, like I know it's a success when when we get an order and we have to ship it out. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool. It's cool, and I wish I had more to tell you on on how it's <laughs> going. Well, mostly I just I, I just think um, people probably just want to know what it is. I, I bet that a lot of our listeners are on your mailing list and have gotten the email for it. But um, you know, sometimes I stash my newsletters away for later. Um, so it's um, it's a really cool concept. Well, it's it's named Mosaic. We should probably start with that. We've That's been talking idea. about it for a while. Yeah. Well, and there will obviously very much be a link to that in the show notes, so that you can go and check it out. Um, if you want to take the time to go and download that now before Joey starts to talk about all the uh, awesomeness that awesomeness that lies therein, uh, you can pause us and then come back and do that. All right. Thanks for taking the time to download the app. Uh, <laughs> you're so, you're so slick. I know, I do what I can. Um, it's, it's really well designed. You can tell you guys put a lot of attention to detail in there. What, is, um, what was the idea behind making a digital app to go along with the notebooks? You say that was originally part of the plan. What, how yeah. do you see the two tying together? 
Good question. I get. I, I feel like there was another question there, and I just ended on a high note because. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get. We'll get to the second question. I'm sure it'll come back. Um, so I, I I have this perspective on technology and non-technology, and my my perspective is that nothing is technology and everything is technology, mm. right? So like my iPhone is the same as my table in my head. Uh, it's in. Like at, at one point in time, a table was technology, right? It's just so long ago that we don't look at it like that. And like a, an easier way to, to, to look at that is like look at your blender or your microwave, right? Your microwave. Like those are things you, you don't really look at as technology anymore. But I don't know, in the, in, the, in the 1950s, like that was some seriously hardcore stuff to be putting in your kitchen. Does that make sense? It does. It's... Um... So, Technology is just a you know a word for a new function. Yeah, like a new combination of things that already exist that sort of do something that we haven't seen before, right? Yeah. But then we have seen it after a while, and then it becomes boring. Sort of like um, I guess like old cell phones well, aren't know, really seen as like sexy things. Yeah, I think Marshall McLuhan at some point said, "If it works, it's obsolete," which is. Uh, which is interesting, and then uh, if it's not obsolete, oh, it's, a, it's a new it's a new technology. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not working, it's fascinating. And then as soon as we <laughs> figure it out, we need to find something else to figure out. Right. <laughs> I totally feel that. So we we make this these notebooks, and notebooks are really good at giving you freedom, right? Analog notebooks. It's like if you have a pen or a pencil, and you have this blank page in front of you, you can just you can really go off and do anything on that page, right? Mm. There's no pixel limitations or certain angles or colors or your battery's not running out. You just have complete freedom. And that is, in a nutshell, the most beautiful part about an analog notebook and why I love them so much and why we started Baron Fig. Um, but there's a lot of crappy parts about an analog notebook, right? For example, when I make something really cool, and right now I'm in my apartment and my co-founder Adam is on the Lower East Side in his apartment, I can't just poke that page and let Adam see it, mm. right? And, and that kind of sucks. Or say I have a really good idea and then I go on 10 meetings, fill up a lot more of the book, and then I want to go back to that idea. Finding it is hard. Mm-hmm. It's like those are the things analog notebooks just suck at. And I'm cool with that. Like you can't have everything. So bringing on the digital is like, okay, let's, let's figure out what digital is really good at and play it up and emphasize it. So digital is really good at being able to like reorganize things on the fly and send it to people. Um, and so we kind of said, hey, let's focus on building a notebook where it plays those things up on your phone. And Mosaic came out of that. Awesome. Yeah, so it's um, in essence, it's a kind of non-linear note-taking app. Yes, yeah, so it is... Best described as self-texting as note-taking. Hmm. Do, does that does that make sense Makes after sense. using it? So like a, yeah, so like um, kind of rapid entry uh, note-taking. Yeah. 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 So we we like you know just like with the notebooks where we talk to people all over the world and we're like, hey, what do you guys like in a notebook? We talk to people again all over the world. This time our current customers, which was cool. We had a, a relationship. And we're like, hey, if you had a notebook on your phone, you know, how would that work? What, what would you use it for? 
And how would it differ from the notebook in your pocket, which you bought from us? So we know you're an analog notebook user. Mm. And long story short, we kind of got to an interesting point where people, a lot of people were talking about non-note-taking apps and why they were good. And the number one thing that was mentioned was texting, right? So it's like texting is this interface that you can send big pieces of information, little pieces. You can send audio, video, images. Um, and you can do these all on the fly, and it's, it's pretty seamless. Like I, I've never heard anyone complain about the text message interface itself. Mm-hmm. You know, getting text is a pain in the ass, especially like when you're doing something or you're working or whatever. But actually sending a text or receiving a text, the, the, the technical process is super easy and fluid. Yeah, It's just done right, on an, at least on an iPhone. Uh, so we said, all right, what if we totally ignore you know, the, the blank page, how Evernote or Apple Notes is, and we say, like, let's look at texting and say, what can, we, what can we pull from this and build a notebook around it? Yeah. And so it came, Mosaic came out of that where it was like, instead of texting other people, you're essentially texting yourself. But if you're the only one involved in the conversation, now you can have freedom to adjust the elements that you've added. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, was, I was doing some research earlier this week for um, some of the small business stuff that I'm doing now, and I found uh, I was on a computer that I don't normally use, and I was trying to think to myself, how do I keep track of some of these notes and some of these things that, that I want to, you know, like I've got links to certain pages that I want to go to and typically I'd put those on pinboard, but I don't want to log in or how do I keep this picture that I want to make sure I reference back to later, but don't necessarily want to save to my camera roll. And, um, you were kind enough to put me on the beta team for mosaic. And that was something that came in handy for that because it was, it was so seamless. It was, all right, I can copy this, move over, paste it, take the picture, copy it, move over, paste it. I've got it all in one spot. If I need to create a new page for another project, I can do that. It's it's the same thing I used to um, make draft emails for and just save those drafts so that I didn't have to go back and look for them later. I knew where they were going to be. That was what I we knew, call a life hack. Yes, life <laughs> hack with a capital L and a capital Hashtag H. And, and a hashtag. So <laughs> Mosaic worked out really well for me for that because it was just copy paste. I knew where it was. I could see parts of or all of it whenever I needed to. It was very much a th- well thing. It's things get lost in Evernote. Things yeah. get lost in some of the more like things can get lost in uh, in Pinboard or some of the more expansive things that I have. And I appreciate the fact that Mosaic has a very streamlined entry process, but it doesn't feel like feature bare at all. I don't find myself wanting for very much in it. So um, kudos to you for that, because cool. the, the the process that you guys went through is it, it's very, at first you go, well, I feel like I already have a note taking app, but it's, but it's not like the other ones that I have. So yeah. I do want to say that in my personal use case, it, it did work out well for the things that I was doing. So, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for not going the uh, moleskin or the post-it route. And making uh, being a, like a, a paper company that makes um, makes apps where it's just basically, hey, you can scribble here and save them on pages and save this notebook. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. is yeah that that that's whenever somebody like a like a notebook company says, hey, we're making an app. I'm just roll my eyes because that is what I expect. So it definitely blew away those expectations. Oh, good, good. <laughs> the, the the mosaic you have in your pockets is mosaic version twenty one. And I do wow. have to I do have to admit one maybe number one through number four 
was the old the old way of looking at it where yeah you're capturing stuff from your notebook and you're putting it into the phone and it's like a receptacle and and honestly or, i mean that's a good basis to start at so yeah hey yeah. it it helped us get where we are now and yeah. and i mean process is everything right yeah. trusting yourself trusting trusting that if you keep pushing forward you'll find something good and that's that's kind of what yeah, we're all about over at Baron Figs is experimentation, and and fostering that for everybody who works here and you know all our customers, yeah, doing yeah. our best. What you're, um, you're very go ahead, Andy. Oh no, you you go ahead. The, you're very much um, from what I read on the series of articles that you uh, had on Medium about the design process for the first Confidant when that came out. You are very much uh, it seems like a guy that. Um, is never and it seems like never happy with the first version or the second version or the eighth version um, of something. You're very much a guy that seems to be tweaking it until it's just right. And I'm interested in how that played a role in the name of the app because I think it is so fitting for what mm-hmm. the app does. But uh, with, I'm guessing Mosaic wasn't the first thing you jumped on. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually had to fight for Mosaic at some point. But I'm going to back up for a sec. So the thank you for reading the, the Medium articles. Uh, I think I did like eight or nine of them. I did them one a day for eight or nine days straight. And I wasn't sure, you know, the, the feedback was tough. Um, wasn't sure if anyone was reading it. So I sort of just let it sit for a while. And I think I had like 10 followers or whatever on that. And I just checked yesterday. And it's only been a couple of weeks, but it's up to like 250, 260 nice. uh, without any content. Yeah, it's pretty cool for, for just doing it for like a, a hot second. Medium's um, really good at, at sort of yeah. maintaining shelf life for stuff. I have something I wrote two years ago, and it still gets regular traffic every week. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a great job, and they're very understated yeah. with, with what they're up to. Uh, so, yeah, one of those posts was about designing the confidant. And I think in particular, I mentioned the Confidant box. We mm. did 81 boxes before I got the box that I liked. <laughs> and it's just like box after box after box of all different things. And a lot of them are pretty radically different. Uh, so when I, And when I'm doing it, it's, uh, there's this thing I, I've coined. And I'm, I'm about to say it out loud into the world, I think for the first time, other than in, in a, to a class. Uh, and it's it's this thing called the elusive intangible. Okay, so I, I may have made that up. I believe I've made that up. Uh, <laughs> if I have, I totally copyright that. So the, the idea of this thing called the elusive intangible is is what you search for when you're making something, and it it the result if you if you achieve finding the elusive intangible is that you get this gut feeling that you can't quite explain that makes you want to know more or want to own it or want to use it or whatever that thing is. It makes you want to do it, right? And you don't know why. And I call it the elusive intangible. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's like elusive, you can't find it, and it's intangible. When you do find it, you don't even know where the hell it is. Like you can't (laughs) point it out. It's like trying to point point to my consciousness. It's like I have no idea where that is. And it's sort of the same thing. It's like this combination of some sort of essence that makes you go, that's damn cool. I think companies like Apple are just phenomenal at at finding that elusive intangible and most likely through just sheer perseverance and and quantity yeah to uh to get there 
So you, you know the buzzword for that now is delightful, being able to just sort of arrive at that. But I, I like the elusive intangible much better than that. Yeah, it's very delightful. <laughs> After seven thousand hours of work, we have delightfully come across the solution. Right. So um, the name Mosaic was oh, probably around the hundred and fiftieth name. <laughs> Uh, uh, we did lists and lists and lists and lists of names and I, I liked Mosaic early on for like, for obvious reasons. It kind of relates back to, uh, like our Greek roots of, you know, Apollo Dionysus is branding and all that. Um, but Adam didn't like it. Adam, Adam's four years older than me two maybe three. Sorry, Adam. Uh, and he remembers... Yeah, dude. <laughs> he remembers back in the day when the first web browser was called Mosaic. And oh, I'm ju- wow. I, yeah, I am just young enough that I don't have that association with the word. And so, like, I sort of had to really convince him, like, let's do this. Like, you know, I guess this, that was the early 90s, late 80s. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but I, I had to convince him over time, like, let's do this, man. Like, Enough time has passed. We're gonna we're gonna redefine the word mosaic. Like it's cool. Let's do this. And see when I when I hear it, I, I immediately think of like some you know Photoshop art plugin. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it it, it definitely yeah it, it definitely redefines it in this case. Cool. I, I hope I hope I hope it does define it. I, I don't want to be a, a Photoshop plugin. <laughs> yeah. So does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. I just I. Again, I just knew that it wasn't the first thing you had settled on, but it does seem so fitting. Um, and good on you, sorry, Adam, for actually standing behind it and saying, no, this is it, this is the thing that I think fits. And even if it is the first web browser, even still, that's got its own sort of nostalgic feel to it that for people that are as old as Adam are, um, people old, yeah, okay, that's plural. Sorry, I quit teaching English for four hours, and all of a sudden I can't spell things and don't understand subject-verb agreement. How old's Adam? Um, I, just want to, I just want to figure this out because I'm 32 years old. And I feel I feel sometimes pretty anxious. He can't be older than that. No, no. I think you guys are around the same exact age. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm 28. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Oh no, I was just even mosaic. Even if it, you know, the the first web browser, it's got its own nostalgic feel to it because we are dealing with um, a digital product here. Um, mm. What challenges did you find in? the design process for the app that were reminiscent of those that you found when you were putting together the, the confidant and the apprentice. Um, because we are looking at two, albeit similar in concept products, you, you know, one is spectacular. I feel wonderful carrying it into a meeting. And the other one is, well, I could probably still use it in a meeting. We've had this conversation on the podcast over and over again about, come on guys, we're just going to take the iPad into the meeting, get over it. Um, there, while they are similar in concept, I feel like the design process would have been just vastly different. So, what were some of the similarities and differences that you saw in the process of putting both of those things together? Yeah, that's a great question. The they they played out very, very, very differently, uh, but they start they start from the same place. So when I when I do things when I'm designing, I always start in a notebook. You know, I design the notebook in a notebook and design this in a confidant. Everything's giving birth to the next thing, I guess. Um, so it's like going through the process of pushing the idea 
is the same, right? Because it's it's ultra iterative. Everything I think for anybody is it's ultra iterative. Like our biz dev guy, or you know, doing accounting or finance. It's just like you're always going to get better if you keep doing it. You know, I, I don't think there's or there's like some sort of end game to that where all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, I am the bomb. I cannot get any better than I am now, and this is perfect. You know, that never happens. Yeah. And it's easy to say that, especially, like, if you're talking about an athlete or sports or working out. Like, of course, you get better the more you do it. Uh, but when you're talking about design, I think, I think sometimes people assume that you just get the answer and then it's the answer and that you're done, especially from what I've seen free, being a freelancer before this for uh, doing branding for startups. Yeah. So anyway, so you iterate and iterate and iterate, and we iterated the notebook, and we iterated the app, and those two played out similarly. But the big difference with doing a notebook and with doing the app and and me having to like understand this intimately from the beginning is also tough, is that with the notebook, when I say, all right, I'm quote-unquote done, let's go make this thing, like... I really am done for another six to, to eight months, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing, you know, we make X thousand of these things. I can't push an update to it if yeah. the bookmark phrase, which you gotta ship the it bookmark phrase. Yeah, you got to ship it. Uh, so it's like the, the cycle is so long. We ended up ordering tens of thousands of books, and we didn't have the bookmark sealed. Uh, you guys probably know this. The yeah. first batch of confidants, the bookmark frayed. And I, I think we, I mentioned that in my review. Yeah. Oh, that was devastating. Uh, Adam and I did not sleep for days. And I think <laughs> Adam probably didn't sleep for a week or so. Because he, he's in charge of production. And, and it's like you, 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 we're sitting on these books and we're like, you know, the book is fine and it works. And it's not like it frays immediately or just blows up when you touch it. But, you know, it was a major bummer to say, hey, like, you use this for a couple of weeks, you're going to, you know, that bookmark's going to fray a little bit. Yeah. And we have thousands of books and that's the way this batch is and we need to move forward. Uh, that, that was really tough. Thankfully, all the books now that we sell, the, the bookmark is sealed just so everybody knows. <laughs> and uh, that problem has been solved. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I do love that you have, you know, iterated, you know, some subtle things since, since your launch. I know that every, every time you've, um, you know, made a new, you know, production batch, you've, you know, you tweak something, you listen to customer feedback. Um, I can't remember if you tweaked the paper, but I, I definitely feel like it's, it's different as in better on, um, on pencils now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's, uh, physical products are tough. Yeah. It's, it's never, you know, people give moleskin shit because their, their books are ever so slightly different. And I, I totally understand like I uh, I do think they're a lower quality now because yeah. those guys they they just have so much control over the, the their little market space that they they can sort of skimp out. But even within their little skimpy area, like even if they wanted to keep it consistent, there is a little bit of difference just because you know you're getting you're getting materials from all over the place, and yeah. we're doing the same. And so yeah, the, there's been some ever so slight changes, and and 99% of them are for the positive. Yeah. It's good. It's cool you noticed that. Uh, no one has actually said that to us. Really? We did get, yeah, we did get the bookmark for it. doesn't fray anymore. Thank you so much. Uh, the book actually, 
used to stay open a little bit. You remember that? Yep. Yep. It's and it like was a, it was creaky and is now no longer as creaky as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. would stay open like I don't know, uh, an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch. Now, now it shuts. Yeah. yeah. Almost one hundred percent perfectly, which which the whole binding has been a feat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, about the app and the design process and all that. The difference is that with this, it's like when when I say, "All right, you know, our developer, his name is Kyle, super cool dude." When we're like, "All right, Kyle, you know, here's the build. Like, let's start doing it." And he's like, "Okay, cool, man. This will take about you know eight weeks for me to to do it." Like, I'm sitting there and I'm still designing. And by the time he gets to half the things, I've got new ideas, and I can't help myself. And I'm I'm not sure, you know, I wasn't sure then how to to handle that. Like to say, hey, Kyle, like the idea you did in week one, I've got a better idea. Like it's significantly better. And do we go back and do we do it and do we extend this process, you know, forever? Uh, so just the sheer the sheer freedom of of working on software is actually a little bit debilitating to the design process. Yeah. At least my process of, of constant iteration. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so kind of, you know, shining through from, you know, from making your, you know, physical notebooks, um, you definitely have like a really good attention to detail. Um, and maybe tell us about a time where that shines through in the app that we might otherwise not notice or skip over. Um, something that, you know, was good, but you, your attention to detail just in your opinion, at least made it really good. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. I, I I have to say that our dude Kyle just made it so easy to to make certain parts of this thing feel natural in the movement. Mm-hmm. I, I get, my my vocabulary for animation is not super strong. Like I, I pay I pay attention to the apps I have, and I purposefully download apps and check it out and study and you know make little diagrams to try to to boost my understanding of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. But man, Kyle, the way Kyle just would go in and say, hey man, and he'd walk in. We, we, have the, we had these Sunday night meetings for like three months. He'd go, what's up, dude? <laughs> and he'd be like, I, like, fresh off a hockey game, just like half a beer in him still or something. <laughs> and he'd be like, check this out. What do you think? And he'd just bust this thing out. That was absolutely gorgeous and natural. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so I totally admire that in in him and in people who yeah. are good at what they do. I work uh, with some I work with some app designers who and like front end engineers who just like just have this incredible little like animation sequence that, you know, I wouldn't have otherwise noticed, but it makes it so natural when you actually use So it. good and yeah. it's so unique and alive. Yeah. We're in a cool time right now where we've kind of I don't I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I, I'm going <laughs> to say it anyway. We've kind of exhausted a lot of what the iPhone can currently do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, we've taken advantage of all sorts of the GPS and the accelerometer and the touchscreen, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the best guys have come out on top, Uber or, I don't know, Nike running app, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and now it's down to, like, the naturalness of the interface to distinguish them further. Like, it's it's gone from... Like I was saying way back, way back 15 minutes ago, <laughs> about uh, you know technology versus the non-technology, mm-hmm. and it's like we've we've kind of tapped a lot of the the potential for the iPhone, and now we're sort of going back and and doing things that 
just bring the interface alive and are not, I think, described as like pure technology. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So a little detail in the app. That's a that's a good question, and I'm I'm not really sure. I think it's hard to it's hard to point at any one thing and try to explain how crappy it was before it was good. <laughs> so not not ever seen you know anything really crappy, but uh, a detail that I think you guys have really 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 hit is the type. Uh, your fonts are gorgeous, oh, and I can you. only think of like one other note-taking app that I think looks as good as this, which is uh, Vesper. Whichever you mm, yes. And that's coming from Andy. He's a typography nerd. And <laughs> nice. that's the nicest way possible. I mean, we're, we're a nerd embracing. I mean, we're the nerd uprising network. We're a, we're, we embrace nerd around here, but Andy knows Andy is into typography and a kind of, a, you think it's creepy the way he stalks me. You should see the way he hangs out around fonts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just, uh, yeah, you're whichever, whichever font you're using is just like perfect for this. You know, okay. for that size, for for everything. So, um, yeah, is that is that a font that you kind of like came across out of? Uh, it's a combination of of fonts. It's our our primary fart font, our primary fart. We inject <laughs> we inject every app with a little bit of fart. Well, sometimes you need farts. it too. <laughs> uh, we use Brandon Grotesque. Have you ever heard of Brandon Grotesque? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, we used it before it was cool. I hate to say that, but <laughs> damn it, we did. <laughs> uh, now it's popular, but that that's cool. I, I I try to find new ways to use the same fonts and get kind of good reactions. You know, hey, I didn't know that was that font that everybody uses, which yeah. is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we use Brandon for for a lot of headings and Gotham. I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. I try to use that in a pretty pretty light fashion. Let's. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, just I guess your combination of them are super good, and they they're so legible at a, a small size. So awesome, so awesome. Thanks. To yeah. So um, I, I would be interested to know a little bit about. Um, I don't exactly know what to call them other than like. So you have so you have your pages, um, and then you have uh, entries within that page. So rather than just sort of like taking the uh, page metaphor a little bit more literally and having like, you know, a heading and then just a big space to type stuff and put pictures in, uh, you sort of arrange it, I guess, more like, like a text thread, like um, you have entries within that page. Right. Um, and it, it, uh, you can rearrange entries within there. You can do text entries, you can do photo entries, you can do combination entries um, kind of between the two of them. And then you can rearrange them. Um, it feels, it feels a lot like a, like a to-do list, but it's not a to-do list. Did you, did right. you take any inspiration from from to-do lists? I did. Yeah. I did. So, so what's cool about like a blank page, like I said earlier, is you can do whatever you want on the blank page. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like, how can I make a format on the phone where I don't have to force you to do to-do lists or to-do pictures or to-do text, right? Mm-hmm. Could I make something that was this one encapsulating thing called the page and you could do whatever you want. And for what it is on a phone, it gave you a ton of freedom without you having to tap a little icon that said, okay, let's make a to-do list. Okay, and here's where I add an image, you know, or, you know, separate from all these other things. Uh, so we sort of distilled it from to-do lists, from texting, from note-taking apps, uh, and took the best of a lot of things and reduced it down to the simple page format with entries. And an entry can be, 
text or image or, you know, whatever we want it to be. And it's interesting because like, you know, a a page you can, um, you know, you can definitely relate in a metaphor to something like a notebook, but an entry, um, I mean, you can make an entry in like a journal or a log or a to-do list, but you can't, you know, rearrange them. They're, They're very linear in a notebook and they're not necessarily linear in here. So it's, uh, it's it, just the, just the kind of the metaphor that you've used to, to bring across is pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I, w- I woke up this morning and I was sweating. I was sweating <laughs> bricks. I was like, you know, you, you work on this thing for like six months. Um, and you think it's cool and you have no idea, like just like that. What I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. If I poured my heart into this thing and then I got utter negativity all around, it's, it's I mean, definitely I, easy to lose perspective when you've been staring at something for months and nobody yeah. knows about it. Right, right, and it's like constantly trying to to pull yourself out of like being numb to to shittiness and taking a look and saying, you know, is this still good? And I, I honestly, I'm sitting here tonight after the, our first day of it being in the world. And I, I'm not convinced, uh, you know, either way yet. <laughs> I am, I am still sweating bricks. When you get your analytics, you'll, you'll know a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> more to that. Well, I'll be the guy that uh, that that says it. I've given you your 12 hours to relax. Congratulations, you made a good app. Where are we going <laughs> next? What's yes. Do we have? Uh, is there a is there a roadmap? Do you guys have plans to add things? Because this is this is a beautiful uh, version twenty one slash one point app. Love the things that you guys have done to, done to it. Do you have any idea what other things you might want to add down the road? Are you at this point just more concerned with any possible bugs that might show up? What I'm, I'm a and Andy will attest to this. I'm a, I'm a huge beta geek. Like I'm like, oh, I'm on the beta of this. I'm on the beta of that. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm checking out all the new features that nobody else is ever going to see because I know how to break them. Um, what do you? Uh, where do you see the app going? What are some things that hopefully uh, you you and and your designer, not your designer, you and your developer can can hopefully incorporate into this? Where are you excited about going next? All right, all right. So I'm going to apologize in advance because you know, by the nature of being smart about things, I have to speak in generalities. <laughs> oh, see, I thought I had him. I thought I had him. Oh, I was, man. Snap, uh, I I'm writing this so all down, sorry. by the way. We're gonna, Will, so Will and I are going to release a note-taking app. Oh, we're, yeah, <laughs> and we're putting this on the internet, too. So as soon as you say this, it's on the internet. So we're, somebody's going to... I know, I know. Well, you know what, though? It's, it's, it's not, no it's not even the fact that it's, it's on a podcast that you know tons of people listen to or it's tweeted even Adam and I just have this thing where we don't talk about anything until it's done <laughs> you know not like Adam does not tell his parents I don't tell my family anything that we do until we're 100% sure of it and I think I think it's partly because we're afraid if we start talking about it we'll get gratification of a success that hasn't happened yet. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you start, you, you, everybody knows that that guy or that girl who yeah. loves to talk about stuff that they're going to do, and they people flock to them, especially people who don't know them well. Like, wow, that's awesome! You're doing this, you're doing that, and that person gets showered uh, with like praise as if they had achieved it, and they don't need to achieve it anymore. <laughs> you know, they've, they've they've cashed in on fifty percent or more of their their praise for that thing, and. It, I don't want to do that. Uh, so, so, so Adam and I are like super tight lips. So where's this going? It is going 
in places. two directions. It's going places. It is going places. <laughs> it's going in your pocket. It may go on an iPad. Um, so here's what here's a goal. Here's a couple of goals that I'd like to achieve, um, and hopefully we get to do it. Goal number one: I want to bring the app closer to the notebook, and I, I want the notebook to come closer to the app. Right, and I honestly don't have one hundred percent solidified list of ways that's going to happen. I have some ideas. I have and an some, idea. We need to go build for a notebook with a screen on it. Yes, gold. Yes, Just call <laughs> it an iPad. <laughs> uh, Sorry, <go> on. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So I, I, you, you gave me some props earlier for not going the Moleskin route or the the Post-it notes route of like cashing in on on an easy like storing facility on my phone for my notebook but i think there's there's a way to do it fundamentally different from that that is just really simple fun and easy and useful but our number one goal now was to make a product that you don't need the notebooks for i think like that's the diff the perspective that was different Mm -hmm. from those guys but i don't want to ignore the fact that we have you know these super cool useful products if i didn't say so myself and uh, we're going to go in that direction and sort of explore it. And maybe you guys will see the, the fruits of that exploration, and maybe we'll be like, wow, you guys are right. This is crap, and it'll never, it'll never happen. Uh, but that is, that's something I'd like to explore. And then the other thing that I'd like to explore, I'd like to bring the app closer to other people. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, chew on that, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, gosh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of uh, ways to just sort of uh, tie in, tie in the digital and the analog together um, with just kind of like a barren fig, note taking ecosystem. Um, have you developed any any particular ways that you kind of trade off between the app and the and the notebook? Yeah, yeah. For uh, oh, I got a pro tip. Yeah. For sure. Oh, pro tip. Pro, hashtag pro tip. If we had a bell sound, we would insert it Hell, here. Hell, yes. Here it is. Emojis at the beginning of the page titles. Oh, I do that in my notes app for my uh, oh, iPhone. Oh, man. Yeah. It is so game cool. Game changer. It is totally game changer. You got all these icons to use that kind of like uh, define the note. Yeah. I have uh, like, so, like gift ideas and I, I have like a little present at the beginning. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's so simple. Uh, yeah. So, so shit, I don't even remember the question. Well, I'm really, so, I'm really so. glad I had you dorks on my podcast tonight. This is great. Um, <laughs> no, uh, um, the question I guess was as your workflow for, you know, writing and capturing ideas. How do you oh, right. kind of interchange between the notebook and the app? Good call. Good call. So I I use my my app. I actually have a page for each of my team members, and I have a list of all the things that they're working on. That's constantly being rearranged, and you know you could swipe an entry away and delete it. So if they do something, they they finish or you know it's moved to someone else. I can just get rid of it. So I've got that. I've got a page for each person. Then I've got a page that's all the way at the top for myself of just my to dos. And then I have a bunch of notes towards the bottom with random thoughts, usually when I'm on the subway or when I'm walking and I, I don't have like the convenience of, of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my notebook is where I take all those ideas or all the challenges that I'm working on and I explore them in depth. And usually I'm just got my, my headphones plugged in and I'm dead to the world and I'll go through like 
10 pages yeah. uh, of scribbles, which is the luxury of having an unlimited amount of notebooks. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> close to that. I, I think, uh, I think that will probably is too. Yeah, that was, that was my, uh, my, my post we that know. I put up yesterday was I took a picture of all of the notebooks I have here on my desk and I'm, I'm like, I think I have more than I could ever use. I ran into <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, uh, Joe, who runs the gentleman stationer. He was at the Atlanta pen show and brought back some notebooks from, from Notco for me. Some of their, uh, their, uh, reporter style. That's what I call them. If they flip from the top and he brought me eight and I was like, I, what am I going to do with eight wow. of these? <laughs> um, and I was like, do I have to, I think I have to send some to Andy and some to Tim and some to Johnny. And he was like, I don't know. Maybe you can just keep them. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I've got a stack of field notes. I've still got, um, a couple of, uh, apprentices sitting here. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the apprentice size because they fit in the breast pocket of a shirt almost perfectly. And that was my go-to cool. sort of style of work shirt up here, uh, you know, for a while. So I was really happy to have those. I still got a couple of those sitting and I've just got this massive stack. So, I guess it is a luxury. It's a blessing and a curse. You, you might have say that the world has stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> I I would I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that anyone in their right mind would say that. But that's okay, Andy. It's your podcast. You can so, uh, you can make whatever funny references you want. To. <laughs> it's your, it's your show. It's your show. No. It's your um, show. So what you're saying, Joe, is that um, your app is really good for you know quick rapid entry, rapid capture, um, and then the notebook is a really good place to sort of sort of piece it out and flesh it out a little bit more organically. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And uh, I, I just have to ask, being a uh, writing instruments uh, user um, fan, is uh, what what do you use when you write in your notebook usually? I use a Lamy Safari. Yeah, and I got to see that Lamy Safari when I met you. Yeah, yeah, that's my go-to. It's pretty much the only pen I use, yeah. and I get really upset if I can't find it. So <laughs> then I'm like, well, now I can't write. Yeah, I. I just bought a Vista. I had a gift card from a student as a going away gift, and uh, the Vista is the Safari only demonstrator style, so it's clear. Um, so I, I just bought it. It's my first uh, Lamy pen, and I can completely understand why that's the only thing that you would write with. Hell yeah! Because it's it's it. Uh, speaking of well designed things, it's just a really well designed pen. Um, yeah, it's got the you know it's got the elusive intangible. It's at least I, I'm not familiar with the one you're using, but the Safari. It's different. It's a little bit weird. And it's a little bit off-putting in the beginning, but it is magnetic for some reason, and it's it makes me want to keep using it. And it's, it's super cool. And it's a really good price, and it's a really good quality for the price that it is. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, no. I, I've used thirty-dollar fountain pens that are super crappy, and then the Safari is what is it like twenty? Yeah, it's twenty. I yeah. say. I think. I think the Vista was nineteen, and it's just the Safari, but with clear plastic instead yeah. of fake plastic. And it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I have two safaris. I have a one in some green that I think was a limited edition, and then I have a um, a yellow one that I like a lot. Oh, the bright yellow. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's, that's gorgeous. The, kind of the classic one. Yeah, totally. So, are you What's guys up? using Mosaic yet? Have you have you sort of played around with it, integrated into your life in any way? I've um, I've used it uh, actually, kind of in like a, for for lists. Um, I started. Um, you know, doing a kind of a few to do's in there and just kind of rearranging. I, I find that I take a lot of like, um, regular notes, uh, on my computer rather than an iPhone. Um, but I, I definitely have been, I use my iPhone a lot for lists. Um, and I've definitely been, and I've, I've, uh, actually when I went to Minneapolis last week, 
Um, I took pictures of my receipts and put them in there to use for uh, like expense reimbursement. Of course. So uh, I was able to kind of title a, a page expenses or something like that, and I, I had a quick caption about you know where I was, what I was doing, and then a picture of the receipts. So it was, uh, yeah, it was great for that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, if I've got quick multimedia research that I'm trying to do while I'm out, um, I don't typically I'm a guy that starts just about all my writing in drafts and then figures out where I'm going to go with it. But I know if I'm doing research and I'm going to have links and text and pictures and I need to keep them all in one spot, I know that I can open up Mosaic. I, for some reason, for a long time, I thought I could only put one picture on each page and then I realized that I could do more than that and mm-hmm. my world kind of expanded oh. a little bit. <laughs> and so now I'm pulling everything in and throwing it all in, into into one page and, and being able to organize it like that. So it's become a really great catch-all if I've got more than just text that all falls into one category and I have to figure out where I'm going to go with it. So, yeah, it's, 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 it is on my home screen just because it's one of those I know that I'm going to – I know when I click on it, it's going to open up quickly and just be somewhere where I can put something. And that may not be where it stays, but that's definitely – somewhere safe that I know I can go back later and pull it up either by page or just by glancing at it. And, right and, and I'll know that it's there. Good, good. I'm glad. Cool. All right. So, so where, what do you guys, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you have any suggestions, things you don't like? What do you want to see? Um, I guess, I guess the pretty standard, you know, like, um, iCloud syncing for backup, um, which would also be useful if you if you go to other platforms like the iPad or um, desktop or even like you know Dropbox syncing if you decide to go um, more cross platform to something more like Android. Um, I think that I already saw somebody ask you maybe on Twitter if you're going to do an Android app. Um, yeah. Uh, so something like that would be good. Some, something that's just really um, uh, shareable, I guess, more collaborative. Um, I can really see Will and I sort of like. You know, both being able to access a page for um, for notes for an episode. Um, we kind of have a uh, mm. a running joke where we, uh, you know, we try something new out for every episode. So we, we use Wunderlist for something. We use uh, we use uh, Google Docs. We're using Quip right now for just kind of like back and forth collaboration on uh, on show on different shows. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So. Something like that, um, and even even the ability uh, for people who do have a more of a list making uh, use case. Like I, the last thing you want to do is just make another to do to do app, but yeah. an ability to sort of like cross out an entry without actually straight up deleting it would be a really interesting thing. Oh, that's a cool thought. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, can you give me a use case? Why would, what would why would you want to do that? Um, so you can see where you've been, um, but make it kind of clearly demark that you're done with it, that you process whatever this piece is. So. Um, let's say you have a page for an like a a Baron Fig person who, like you, kind of are writing down what they're working on. Um, maybe you could essentially like cross out something that they're done with and kind of mm. moved on, but you still kind of want to record it for having seen that they did it. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's a super super cool idea. Yeah. I haven't heard that. The only other thing is something I think that we've talked about where um, I I love that you you know uh, there's a little Easter egg and I won't tell you where. It, won't tell everybody where it is, but mm. essentially you can click on it and then see, be able to go visit baronfig.com. Um, if you sold your confidants and apprentices via Apple Pay within this app, um, game changer. I think yeah, be pretty. Yeah, you guys are down with that. Yeah. That's yeah, I think cool. it's a really I, good idea. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking on my, my ass. Here. I have no <laughs> idea who would actually buy it, but I would like to think that they would. 
Uh, I certainly would use it to, you know, order refills. Would that be your go-to method, you think? Uh, if it's, I mean, I mean, I guess what I usually do is I like to go to, like when you have a new product announcement, I like to go, you know, see what it looks like, like on the website. So I definitely like click through from your emails a lot. Um, right. But I, I think like, um, so Johnny Gamber is uh, my co-host on the Erasable podcast. And he, he goes through um, pocket notebooks like, like every 10 days, like he, oh, he wow. just uses them up so fast. And he's, he's definitely, I've, I've seen him. He's like, Oh, I need to go to, you know, Baron fig or go to field notes or whatever. And just order another like six. Um, I can see him. And he, of course he doesn't use Apple products because he's a terrible person, but he's a Luddite. <laughs> no, but uh, I can totally, if he, if he did have a, an iPhone um, or I think he uses Android, uh, I guess you can't use Apple pay on an, on an Android. Can you, but Google, check out you could um yeah i can see him just like using that as kind of utility to go order more cool um but yeah i I, those are kind of my top choices for something like this i'm proud of you andy you didn't immediately go to markdown you weren't immediately Um, like well native markdown (laughs) rendering is a thing that i andy woefully i I assume that you were going to hit on that Uh, yeah i'm I'm obviously going to go the dorky side of this um (laughs) no i actually wasn't i wrote down markdown just because you didn't say anything um (laughs) Uh, I would like to see either, and this is more on the, I guess, the technical back end side. Dude, did you just side call it a moron? Slash... No, what? <laughs> it, was, no. it was a moron side, yeah. Oh, moron. Oh. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, you're better than that. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, no, no, you're not. Um, I'd love to see, like, uh, in the incorporation of a URL scheme so that I can share things to Mosaic uh, from somewhere like drafts or to open up uh, a new page or an existing page from something like Launch Center Pro. And I know that's um, probably a little more complicated on the back end, but those are two places where I kind of start and sort of branch off into the rest of iOS from there. Uh, and or I would really like to see an extension. So when I'm finding either pictures or text on the internet, I can oh, long mosaic, like like, yeah. like into a share like into a share sheet and just send it over into Mosaic. Cool. And I know it's sitting there. Um, but again, I have, uh, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more of an edge case when it comes to stuff like that because I found it to be remarkably useful the way that it's set up. I just felt like, uh, and I have that criticism with uh, a few of the apps that I use. I was trying to share something over to Tweetbot here a little while ago, and the fact that they don't have a share extension just burns me up. But to, to be honest, though, it, it's kind of it's interesting to sort of be, you know, stuck in an ecosystem. So, it, like, if you you know, if you spend a little bit more time in something that's kind of a, I'm just going to use tech buzzwords here, uh, like a walled garden, sort of like a, you know, mosaic as it is, um, maybe it gives you a little bit more time for reflection or, um, you know, kind of keeps your concentration for a little bit longer. Yeah, that's curious. Yeah. I, I, I don't have time to reflect, Andy. I got to hustle. Exactly. You got to share Got to make them Twitter. dollars. <laughs> stacks on <laughs> stacks on stacks. Things. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting. Cool. All right. Yeah. Those, are, those are some cool ideas. <laughs> I, I like that, especially the um, striking through and and not yeah. getting rid of it. I really dig that. Yeah, for sure. That's 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 a way. Like, I mean, we're still keeping our walls up, I guess. So, are so, you willing to talk a little bit about the? Um, you know, I know that you're selling this for the, you know, super exorbitant price of zero point zero dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd sort of be interested to know just kind of where, you know, how you landed on that. Um, you know why cool. you didn't go the two ninety nine route or something like that? Like Vesper, for example, I think they're what? What are they? Six dollars? Uh, yeah, they're, they're 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 five. Yeah, I think they just bumped to six when they started doing uh when they started doing the sync on the back end. Yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, I, I think was it Vesper or was it drafts or one of them was like nine ninety nine or drafts is nine ninety nine. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which that was, is that's that steep. That was a little steep. Yeah, but I I did it yeah. to check it out, and then it was worth it. The guys are doing good stuff over there. I did you just did you go through drafts. a lot of note taking apps when you were getting ready to put this one together? I probably should ask that earlier. Oh, yeah. Did you find like a massive folder on your desktop or on your uh, iPhone home screen that was just like all of the note-taking apps ever? Yep. You you know it, man. I was like going through them, and I, if you go through the notebook that I was using during that period last uh, November, it's just I diagrammed every app and <laughs> took notes on every little bit, all the things I liked, all the things I didn't like, and sort of like broke it down. I dissected them all. And you wrote uh, it all off as a business expense. Good move. <laughs> one sixteen dollar notebook. <laughs> one yeah, one sixteen dollar notebook and one ninety nine on a note taking app at a time. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, so what? Why? Why are we free? That's a great question. Yeah. Um. And I, so don't wanna, I, I don't want you to give away any like revenue strategies or business strategies or anything. So uh, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I think I'm allowed to say this. I mean, I guess. <sighs> I am mean, allowed to say it. Uh, <laughs> who's going to stop you? The uh, yeah, who's right? going to stop you? Your boss. Um. <laughs> uh, so we are. We decided this was a long conversation, but we decided to go free to to get it in the hands of as many people as possible uh, because we do have notebooks that sell, right? So we're not we're not like your typical startup that only makes money from from one revenue stream or from one like particular product. Uh, or product category. So we're, we're doing two things, two very different things. And hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we end up doing them well. Mm-hmm. So to, in order, our thought was in order to do it the best way possible was to, to get the most feedback possible and, you know, then get this in the most hands as possible. Uh, so that's the strategy. And, and we're going to be raising cash for the first time, like legit, Startup style, going to investors, nice, and doing that thing. Uh, Adam and I have have put it off for quite some time because we decided to like not do the the typical strategy of having not much and raising cash and giving our entire company away, <laughs> which we've seen so many of our peers do. Uh, but instead of like, hey, can we build a business that's profitable that makes money and has a customer base? And we've done it. And so now when we're going to raise money, I think the conversation is very different, you know, and the conversations we're having, yeah, they're yeah. very different. To start off and, bootstrapping and, cool. and, and then, you know, be able to show some, show, show where you've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, the way we did it, we, our, our goal was to build a business in layers and that if any consecutive layer didn't work, the, the previous layers would still be making money. So this... This notebook business, you know, and, and how we add to the physical products and stuff. Like that's a layer that, you know, hopefully continues to grow if we do things right and and, and focus. So so how would you um how would you frame the company Baron Fig now? Because you know, before it was like we make really nice uh, notebooks for you to um, capture ideas for you to gain inspiration. I've uh, I've definitely following followed your you know marketing messages ever since uh, you kind of launched from Kickstarter. Um, it's been really interesting to kind of go from you know how you talk about the confidant, then how you talk about the apprentice, and how that ties together. 
Um, yeah. But now you are uh, not just in the note company, the notebook company business. Um, so if somebody asked you what Baron Fig is, what would you tell them now? So glad you asked. I actually changed all of our descriptions today on our Facebook and our Instagram and our Twitter. So before, this is real subtle, before we were sketchbooks and notebooks designed with a philosophy of simplicity, usefulness, and community, right? Mm -hmm. Sketchbooks and notebooks. Now we are analog and digital notebooks designed with a philosophy of simplicity, usefulness, and community. So it's a subtle change. Yeah. And it's saying, hey, there's a notebook on your, there's a notebook on your desk, and it's really good at these things. And then there's a notebook on your phone, and it's really good at these things. And those things are very different from each other. And we totally appreciate that. And we're going to work to make them both awesome and make them work for each other and for you. Yeah. Very Man, cool. this has been probably, as far as content goes, one of the most solid episodes of this podcast that I think we've put together, not just because it really is a great branch from the analog to the digital, but, uh, and yes, I'm absolutely going to kiss the ass of our guests. Dude, you are super interesting to talk to. <laughs> what? Like, it's, it's so interesting to, you're obviously very much a designer at heart. Um, and that comes through in what you do because, or in what you say, because it's all got a in, elusive intangibility to it. Or <laughs> dude, I'm watching over here. No, you just the, it's it's very interesting to hear your passion comes through um, for the things that you do. And as someone who, and we talked about this very very briefly on Twitter, as someone who just took the leap and decided um, that I'm gonna go full stop into supporting the businesses that my wife is running and that we're working on together and trying to do the whole self-employed thing. Hearing you uh -huh. talk about the business that you do and the love and appreciation that you have for the products that you make and the customers that you work with, uh, two plus years in the fact that it still sounds like you're happy and excited to get up and go to work every day. That is, that's something that is very um, – I, I don't want to use the word inspirational because, God, that's, that's corny <laughs> shit. But it, 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 is, it, it is. So well, you are more than welcome to come back and talk to us. We need to bring Adam on too. We can all just sit around at some point and um, talk about sure. histories with stationary products, even though that's not entirely what we talk about. I'm sure that there's a stationary <laughs> lover in all of us. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to bring the rest of the team on, you guys have expanded. You've doubled in size from what I understand. Yeah, we are, as Adam and I, we were two people for two years, and as of less than a month ago, we are, we're five people now. Wow. Oh, that's, that's more than double. I'm not yeah. good at math We're at moving all. on up, man. We are, <laughs> we are, we are aggressively aggressivizing. I tell you what, um, Google's going to be in touch here in the next five to ten minutes to attempt to uh, to attempt to just purchase all of Baron Fig and everything that it stands for. Uh, oh, you and I, I should. I would like to announce that uh, Facebook has uh, has acquired Baron Fig. <laughs> it's unofficially acquired Baron Fig. <laughs> well, you you and I should talk some more after the podcast about uh, some of the unique skills and talents that I bring to the board as a as a freelance marketing, public relations, and copywriting professional. <laughs> shameless plug here. Oh, shameless. Uh, but, no, seriously, we should talk about that for the podcast. Um, uh, but anytime you want to come back on and talk to us, anytime you want to, you should come on before you guys announce the next uh, before you guys announce the next edition. I assume that there's going to be another. Um, oh. Either Apprentice or Confidant Edition coming out, which you sound very excited about. You guys, the things that are coming out this year are so exciting. <laughs> I, I, this is the hardest part about all of this, is shutting the hell up until it happens. I mean, I, I have to do it, but God, is it so hard. The, there, yes, cool things happening, 
in a lot of different places and with companies that are super cool. We're, we're entering the realm of testing out a partnership and the dudes that we're testing out with are awesome. Oh nice. shit. Collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's real. Well, anytime you want to uh, announce anything wonderful and awesome to a very captive audience, you're more than welcome to go back and join us. Um, Right dude, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on uh, to talk with us about the new app and sort of the process and everything you've gone through. And I just thank you so much for coming on. If people were interested in continuing this conversation with you on the internet, Joey Cafone, not Cafone, for those of you who are inherently wanting to make it more Italian than it is. If people wanted to get in touch with you on the internet, how would they best go about doing that? They would best directly email me. Joey at baronfig.com. So that mailbox is always open or on Twitter at Joey Cafone. And, and where can and, they find your, uh, I mean, they can go to our show notes and find out where you, you sell your delightful notebooks and, uh, have Oh, the there's also store. a company. That's right. There's also a company. Uh, I, I have to learn to plug myself. Baronfig.com <laughs> is where you can score the books. Uh, shoot me an email and, you know, we'll talk about adding a little something, something to that package of yours. And oh, if you go, uh huh, you know it, you know it. I'm learning on the fly here. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also, if um, if you're on your iPhone, if you've got an iPhone, which you better uh, go to <laughs> the App Store and search for Mosaic. We are now the third app in the App Store. If you search Mosaic, yesterday, last night, we were like the the seventieth. Wow. Oh, you're Wait. jumping up there. What what are the other uh, mosaic apps? They're more like um are they like like weird filters for your Instagram photos or are they Oh wait, hold on. I just got I just got uh an update. We are now number 2. Yes. Like, all right, so so it's moving on up. Uh the other live follow up right yeah, now. <laughs> it's happening. Uh <laughs> The other ones are all over the place, mostly image things where you like upload a bunch of images and then you rearrange them into a visual mosaic, which is pretty cool. Uh, but they, they don't seem it's to be. Your... Yeah. 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 Or if you go on the app store and search Baron fig, we are number one. Believe hmm. it or not. That's good. And yeah. there's a link to it in the show notes. If you don't feel like going to search, we did, uh, I did a little bit of, uh, fancy tapping there on the fly there it's it is a referral link but it's free so it doesn't cost you anything and it doesn't make us anything it's just a convenient link for you sweet the listener mm-hmm. to go click on things um andy Welfley, you're about a million places on the internet and you work for the internet i feel like the internet runs through your office it does um, it runs through my veins oh i saw that coming from a mile away uh, it's, <laughs> it's bad we're, we're horrible about this it's like we planned this ahead of time um andy uh, rather than inserting themselves on the internet and attempting to route their way to your office, what's the best way for somebody to find you uh, on the World Wide Web? Um, probably Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. That is uh, A Wellfley, A W E L F as in Frank, L E. Um, I do have another podcast, which I will uh, pimp here because I can. <laughs> that is erasable.us and um, my blog, which is woodclinch.com. We will not put a link to either of those in the show no, notes. Do if, you haven't, if you haven't checked them out by now, you're not being good, responsible podcast listeners. And, um, well, there's about a million different uh, places where you exist on the internet. There is. It, but I, am, I am the internet. I am internet. Um, 
as I was trying to explain to my students, now former students, earlier this week, that it's now actually easier for them to talk to me because I don't have the weird social media restrictions placed on me anymore. Although I guess that is just kind of strange. Say, now, I, now I can be now I can be friends with thirteen year olds on the internet, which is a super <laughs> thing to say. Um, but the best way to find me is to uh, go through the twitters. It's at Will Fangy, that's W-I-L-L-F, also like in Frank. A-N-G-U-I looks like Will Fanguy. That's what it looks like. That's not how it's pronounced. Um, and obviously you can find this and many other podcasts that are not updated on a regular basis at nerduprising.co. Um, Joey, again, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. You are more than welcome to come back whenever you want. Sweet, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andy Welfley, got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right, we should uh, sit down again in a couple of weeks and try to do this again. Boom.